is episode 286 of Nerds Eye View for the 26th of July, the last one of the month. And, uh, is that how time works? Yeah. Okay. I've checked. Okay. I went to the local Timosphere uh, conference good. and asked all the bigwigs, all the people in the know, good, good, good. Uh, the clockwork council, if you will, mm-hmm. and they said, uh, last, last, last one of the month. And uh, <clears throat> breaking the wall a little bit, it's pretty warm here in California, and it's only going to get hotter. Mm-hmm. Um, I did one of those things that uh, privileged white Americans get to do. Uh, in places like California, and I was inside in air conditioning all day yesterday, oh, well, there you go, yeah. and I went outside to do something. I think I went, like, my dog wasn't coming in the house or something ridiculously stupid, mm-hmm. and I went outside and went, oh, no, and just went right back in the house. <laughs> so I was like, he's fine out there. He'll come in when he wants to. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. It's definitely summer. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the summer movies are coming out. Yeah. I mean, this this is what Star Trek is, right? A big big blockbuster action movie. This mm-hmm. is what is supposed to be coming out now. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're viewing this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're going to do that after our top 10, after our new releases. And then after our baseline uh, talk, we're going to have our guest ending segment uh, and, you know, our little promotions. And then at the very end of the show, we're going to get into the discussion. Where we're going to talk about our spoilers. And uh, I think there's... There's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. some there's some uh, third and fourth act reveals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in this movie, but you know what? Let's just let's just get to it and do the top ten. So why don't you count me down? Did I say my name? Who said my name? You're Andrew. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. I did I say I'm Jordan? Sometimes we do characters. Oh, are we doing characters? I don't know. Privileged white Californian <laughs> is that our new character? I don't know. But uh, you know what? I don't want to be number ten. Uh, the infiltrator, but. Luckily, you live in number nine. Hillary's America, the secret history of the Democratic Party, which is what happened when number eight. Mike and Dave needed wedding dates because they were going to go witness number seven. The legend of Terzan, uh, who was looking for number six. And hopefully finding Dory. But uh, hopefully they won't need to call number five. Ghostbusters because of number four. Ice Age Collision Course, which you might need if number three happens. Lights Out, which didn't happen in number two. The Secret Life of Pets. But what's not so secret is number one. Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Beyond what? Uh, The Nebula. Yeah, right. That's the only thing I could figure out. No, no, no. I got it. Yeah. I knew. <laughs> but in the trailer, they even talk about like, because uh, what's the famous thing? It's like, what's the, it's in the opening bit of every Star Trek episode. Yeah. It's like, we're going, we're, we're the edge of the galaxy. Of the known galaxy. Yeah. yeah. And so this is beyond yep. that. Uh-huh. So there you go. And uh, these numbers are better than last week. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, nothing too shocking here. Uh, the movies that came out this week all had really good showings. Well, the top five here are all above 20. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Which is crazy. Yeah, it, that happens every once in a while, but not too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our, our big boy came out here at just under 60 million. I, didn't I remember last week a movie coming out around 60 million? Everyone being like, it's a flop. Well, yeah, Ghostbusters. Oh, God, I just it's People so are. weird. I mean, it was actually just under 50. 
Well, so this one's I mean, just under sixty. Well, just that ten million, ten, makes, 10 million the makes the difference. And it's between the third. A headline. It's actually the third. Well, the Ghostbusters because things trail off like is that. the third. If you don't count the, if you don't count, it's the, more of a reboot. Yeah, but do you see what I mean? Oh, like, man. ten. It's ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's not that. I don't know. Wait, wait, I haven't seen a failure headline, but maybe I will. I saw. I saw headlines of Star Trek did great. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. So, mm-hmm. it's just. It's just a and they're weird, gonna make a fourth one. It's a weird so line to follow. Good for them. They've already announced it. Yeah, and it sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. but I think the and thing they're stealing an actor from Ghostbusters. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, a move that I think makes no sense, but yeah, what can you do? There you go. Um, of course, the Hillary's thing. Is yeah, because of politics. I'm just just politics are happening. I just love that jump. Because we just recently started putting the previous week numbers on there, so we mm-hmm. can kind of talk about how if things shake up, if they they kind of fall out in different ways. Because usually everything just takes a shift down, yeah. And we can see that on what we're looking at on our mm-hmm. on our document that we mm-hmm. share. But uh, man, the the Clinton movie was thirty seventh last week. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, sometimes they get like small openings. That's mm-hmm. why they oh, it's it like shows a, like I, two theaters. I or think something. it happened with. Um, Shoot, what was that? Uh, 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 not Grand Budapest Hotel, the one before it. Moonrise Kingdom? Yeah. yeah. I think Moonrise Kingdom had a jump like that. Yeah, because that... When it went from like in the 20s to... You're right. That first something. weekend, was, the, I could only find it at like three theaters, and yeah. one of them was like a 21 and older theater mm-hmm. that had like 27 seats. Yeah. You know, because it's supposed to be one of those places where you order food and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was... Yeah, that was a weird one. But... uh but yeah, this is a kind of unprecedented three animated films in the top ten. That's pretty cool. Three animated children's films specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever Sausage Party comes out, that'll if one of these doesn't drop, that'll be the fourth. And it's not a kids' uh, film. Oh, it's not. Yeah. And I think it keeps getting pushed back. I swear. I yeah. swear. It should I have thought been out it was. By now. I thought it been out. It should have been. On, right after July Fourth, I thought, isn't this out yet? Because yeah. perfect July Fourth movie. Right. And then most recently, I saw yeah, Hot Dogs. A, a time that it, it. I thought it was coming out in July. Now mm-hmm. I see it's coming out in August. Wow. I think they're just going to push it until it's trash. Like it's. They realize what they've got is nothing. They've got yeah, nothing. It's there. just. In another move like that, mm-hmm. I was excited for the founder, yeah. the Michael Keaton as uh, Ray, Ray. Oh yeah, Kroc, I want to see that too. Uh, the guy who made McDonald's big. Yeah, and that got franchised pushed it. later because I think they want to make it Oscar worthy. Oh, and usually Oscar stuff comes out like later November, in the year, right? November, right. December. Interesting. So it was going to come out in August, and now it's uh-huh. getting pushed back. Huh. So I was like, bummer, because I was super excited to see it. Yeah, I wanted to see it If it wins too. something, that's great. Mm, I, think it, I think it's uh, it's going to be worth it. The machinations of the entertainment industry. Yeah. Crazy. But Did, good, for, good for these movies. Do these you remember what trailers numbers. you saw before uh, Star Trek Beyond? Oh. Because there was a triple X trailer. Yes. And I, I thought saw the that CGI looks so bad in that. It looks super bad. And I feel like it's going to be another... Um, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't fall into the same thing as uh, Olympus Has Fallen and, and mm. London Has Fallen because mm. and, and also White House Down because they all famously... At least on our show, we talked about how bad the CG was. Uh, I hope, I hope, I understand these are action movies. Yeah, I feel like maybe the trailer was rushed. That's that's. What I, I think. feel like it was too mm-hmm. because it was kind of. I th- I think it came out for Comic Con, and then it just got pushed everywhere, mm-hmm. including theaters. And um, everyone's real confused about how dirt bikes can ride on uh, on waves. Well, I'm also confused about how skis work in jungle. Yeah, so. Like, it's it's insane, and I kind of love it. I kind of yeah. love that Triple X is like this remnant of the '90s, right? 
that's coming back where, all of a sudden. Yeah. Where ridiculous like, when, like when we, that. When that Point Break remake came out, mm-hmm. it was like, oh man, this one misunderstands what the 90s was. Completely. And then this Triple X return of Xander Cage trailer mm-hmm. is kind of like, no, we... He gets it. We Triple kinda, X gets it. Yeah, I I really dig this <laughs> kind of resurgence of like B movies. It used to mm-hmm. be the thing in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like there was a slew of great B action movies, mm-hmm. and that 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 genre has just kind of gone by the wayside. Mm-hmm. We we don't see that many of them. Speaking of Jack Reacher, never yeah. never looked. I back. didn't even know we were getting a trailer for that. I was very excited. It's funny because as soon as the trailer started, I knew exactly what it was for. Yeah. It was like, oh, he took out five guys with his bare hands. I went, oh my yeah. God, it's Jack Reacher. Yeah, it's Jack Reacher. Because I didn't care for the first one. I really liked that I movie. I liked parts of it. But now uh-huh. the second one kind of looks good, but also at the same time, I'm like, I might have the same problems. Right. I might have some of the same problems. Mm-hmm. Except that it has, um, oh, what's her name? The actress from Maria yeah, Hill Avengers? in the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. I like, like her. She's I like cool. her a lot. And it's kind of the same thing where it's like someone's framed for a crime mm-hmm. and they're it's in like, the oh. army, navy, or one of those. So we're in uh, it's this, the it's, Winter Soldier again. Well, but isn't that the, the first one was like they thought it was a sniper, but yeah. who it wasn't. Uh-huh. They had framed a guy. Yep. That's kind of Jack Reacher's specialty is. Mm-hmm. He finds justice. Finds, yeah. No matter what. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was some trailer talk. Yeah, and then, and then there was another one uh, before a movie I saw today which was really weird. Um, the Micah Dave uh, yeah. Need Wedding Dates movie mm-hmm. I saw today. I saw a Table 19 trailer before oh, that. Oh, that looks good. It looks great, but yeah. it's got the same It's got the same woman from Micah Dave Need Wedding Dates. Yeah. Anna so I'm like, I'm like, Anna Kendrick, you, this is a wedding movie, and mm-hmm. now you're doing another wedding movie? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, good for that her. That looks crazy, that too. Crass, Kubrick, that looks really uh, good. Tony Revolori from My, Grand Budapest. Look, yeah. the, the whole theater cracked up when uh he's like he's like i'll pay you 20 dollars to stand up right now and she's wearing the same <laughs> yeah. exact outfit as the as the waiter yeah. staff that was great mm-hmm. it's really good that looks funny uh i can't think of any other trailers i mean i'm excited for a bunch of dumb stuff i saw come out of i mean the the wonder woman trailer looks fantastic i haven't watched that yet. man the only that, trailer that i watched was um i can't remember what trailer i watched really but I watched it because I was. That was one where I was like, I will watch this trailer and I will be excited. And I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I. I it I wasn't DC you, at all. I linked you the King Arthur one. Yeah. Which I just. I I, come that. on, please make rock and roll. Yeah. Why know. is he making King Arthur? I don't know. Jude Law's in that, right? So. Yep. I'm okay. Oh no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> Jude Law needs to make that comeback. Yeah, he does. There was that joke in like 2005 that he was in every movie, and then mm. he stopped. And I was like, no, I, he took that a wasn't break. a complaint, guys. Yeah, come back. Jude Law, that where did you go? He was so good in Spee. Yeah, he was really good in Spee. And um, then, uh, and then, what was the other well, one? Because I saw all the Marvel trailers. Because you know, mm-hmm. I'm I was at the Marvel panel. Right. I got to see all that. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! All Man, the Spider-Man. That's got to be great to so be in crazy. the middle of that audience and just have that that uh, infectious oh feeling yeah. go through the crowd. Because yes. that's yes. what I always miss by not going to live events like that. Uh-huh. So you miss the emotion of being in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you. Uh, so the panel, the Marvel panel was coming to a close. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had already showed, they, they started with um, Doctor, no, they didn't start with Doctor Strange. They started with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any footage or anything, but no. they revealed the whole cast. The whole yeah. cast was the there. The cast looks great. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's playing Killmonger, yeah. who's a villain, and yep. that's crazy, and that's cool. Isn't Lupita Nyong'o also, Lupita Nyong'o's a, also, also in a there. villain? No, she's, well, I don't think she's a villain. I think she's, she's just like a, a side character. Like a side like character. One, oh, that, that's but, so cool. But like one of the, 
like bodyguards or something. Yeah. Like it's nuts, crazy nuts. Mm-hmm. And then they showed um, Doctor Strange, yeah. which of course is coming later. So they had a full trailer, I, a full tra- scene, look, that trailer, full cast looked, on that trailer stage. looked really cool. Uh, Tilda Swinton was still trying to cover up how the Ancient One is okay to be a white woman. Well, in one of them, she is like Icelandic or something. But it was funny because like someone, it was Chris Hardwick. I hate him so much, but he was running the panel and he asked some question. It was mildly related to that. And Mm -hmm. Tilda Swinton went right into it. Like it was practiced. And I was like, they're still trying to do damage control. Yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll watch the movie and then decide. Yeah. You know, I'm halfway okay. Let's judge this character based on its merits. Not literally halfway. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do. I don't love it, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, I'll at least watch the movie to see if it's weird. Um, because, um, uh, 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 it's it's. I mean, just like it's the cast is crazy, so mm-hmm. it's already like, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Um. And then they showed uh, Spider Man, mm-hmm. which was nuts because we were we were all like, what? And like the, the lights dimmed and the Spider Man logo came up and we all went crazy. Nice. And they're like, oh, we just started filming, but here's a clip. And oh, that's cool. I think it's online already. But yeah. It was yeah. like it was so good. That's cool. That was so good. Yeah. Then I was like, what's next? I was like, I my brain it's already can't even it's already right now. Uh, my brain uh, can't even. Function. Everybody's hearts are beating. And then. Like lights came up in the aisles. The um, the people who play the Ravagers in Guardians of the Galaxy two mm-hmm. came down the aisles in full costume, what? like causing a ruckus. That means that uh, 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 what's his name, Sean Gunn from mm-hmm. from uh, Kirk from Gilmore Girls, yeah. was who was in the first one is one mm-hmm. of the Ravagers, full dress. Steve Agee joined the cast and he's mm-hmm. in full dress. And I was like, is that Steve Agee? Like wow. he's a you know he's a big comedian. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I barely even recognize him in this crazy, you know, costume. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the hell's happening? Uh, Michael Rooker came out in full Yondu costume. Yeah. And then they showed us a, a, a clip and a thing. And a, we were all losing our goddamn minds. And they right. said, oh, we're doing the thing to the ride that was rumored. And we're like, oh, my God, we're all losing our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, what even? Like, it, it had to be wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, where could like, it go from here? I was like, what even? I was like, they got to have a surprise. they got to have a surprise. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, I can't remember if it was Kevin Feige or Chris Hardwick was like, Oh yeah, do you, we have one more thing? And me and Benson clutched each other, mm-hmm. and then they said, "Welcome, Captain Marvel." And Brie Larson came out. Yeah, because well, everyone was on stage, right? I think I saw the video minds. for that. Yeah, everyone was on stage. And we all just lost our minds. Yeah, we all just—it was—it uh, was insane. Yeah, it was just a moment of pure insanity. And and, and it was right at the end. It was such a crazy drop. Uh-huh. Like it just said, they just said Captain Marvel. The, the Apple logo Apple, flashed, uh-huh. and then we all just lost our minds. Wow, they couldn't even say anything. Like Brie Larson didn't even say words. She yeah, just came out. It was too much. Ruckus. Like a champ, like yeah. a champ, and uh, I'll never forget that. Like that's like it's quite that's like a, a crazy beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's they know how to put on a show. Yeah, that's just because I've been to so many panels where I'm just like. That's just a panel. Like, even mm-hmm. if they have something announced, they just kind of drop it at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, Marvel's like a fucking show. They're yeah. just like, they're like, we're here. We're going to put on a show for you mm-hmm. because we know that you're here because you love this. Yeah. You love this and we're going to put on a show. Mm-hmm. So it was great. It was insane how good it was. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah. I don't remember how the hell we got under this topic. Because we started talking about trailers and then I knew that you had gone to Comic-Con. So you had seen some firsthand. I wanted to hear about your experience. Um, If you want to hear more about Comic-Con, the... the You guys did a Megacast, right? Bendy Megacast, yeah. It should be up when this episode drops. Oh, nice. uh, Check that out. It features uh, uh, a never before, uh, happened before, uh, we got essentially kicked out of where we were recording. What? Yeah, so listen for what the hell happened there. Uh, it's kind of wow. nuts. Suspense. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the new releases. Good times. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Barbershop, the next cut. DVD and Blu-ray. You going to pick that up? Nope. Yeah. 
I, I haven't watched any of them. I know. So, I, yeah. know. I know. I'm sure they're good. I know. Uh, <laughs> the Boss. What is that? Uh, Melissa McCarthy is essentially Martha Stewart. Do you not remember those trailers at all? Oh, she's where like she... a businesswoman and she goes I to jail. I saw this. It was you funny. You actually saw the film? Yeah, it was funny. Wow. I kind of wanted to, but also, it was it was part of my uh, 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 spitefulness where I wanted Melissa McCarthy to be on the Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. upcoming uh, new show episode things, mm-hmm. and I thought if this movie does badly, she'll have to. Oh, so I didn't go see it. I don't think it did that well. But then I wanted to support Ghostbusters, so the power of it capitalism. quickly it quickly swapped. Yep. I was like, fuck mm-hmm. it. And after that, she said that she was going to be on a little bit. So yeah. We got some Suki. <laughs> uh, criminal? Uh, Do you remember this film at all? Is this the one with like the whole cast from Superman that they were pushing really hard? <laughs> at least half the cast. Yeah. Kevin Costner and yeah. uh, Gal. Where it's like a, another no. Ryan Reynolds where he's in a different body mind yeah. thing. Well, it's Ryan Reynolds' mind is in Kevin Costner's yeah. body. Ryan Reynolds does like love the other mind one was, transfer um, movies. The other guy in Ryan Reynolds' body. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool's body. Yeah, it's nuts. Isn't that weird? It's really weird. Uh, then we have Hardcore Henry. Which we reviewed on episode 276. Yeah, that was a duo with Keanu. And, uh, yeah, I like that. We I like that dumb, crazy action It's movie. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, I mean, viewer beware. Mm-hmm. If you have motion sickness, do not watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it was really fun. Yeah. And just nuts. Mm-hmm. Which is cool sometimes. And then Sing Street. Man, that's coming out too. We we reviewed that on episode two seventy four. Yes, we did. And I that think was a we, real fun time. Yeah, I, we I, that was mm-hmm. that was real good. I like. I still like the songs. Yes, mm-hmm. I love those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the few movies which songs I loved and did not buy the soundtrack for. So I may have to remedy that. <laughs> that was cool. uh, and then on TVD, uh, we're not going to play the special game. I just wanted to highlight this because this came up mm-hmm. when season two came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Travel Detective Season 3, Yep, it is still not a show about a traveling detective. Which is upsetting. Yeah, it's a it's some PBS bullshit with yeah. a reporter who travels and Yeah, I told you. Reports. They just, yeah, it's not even, there's nothing detecting about it. Yeah. It's not even like someone went, hey, I heard this thing happened there. Why don't you go find out? It's so not even that. We've got a change.org petition to make yeah. Travel Detective Season Look, 4 a reboot to... of, the, of the idea. Mm-hmm. We can keep the lame PBS guy. But he needs to start acting and solving crimes. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start by sending him to the Philippines. He's going to solve a crime there. Uh-huh. And then we're going to see where we can send him next. Yeah, maybe th- Ireland. This is the thing. Maybe Hawaii. The places have to be kind of noteworthy. Put aside all of the other trivial like pursuits in life. Yeah. You know, all the things that we say we care about, but we don't do anything about. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's, let's do some real important change in this world yeah. and send this guy... To, out to detect some crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then if they want to keep doing the show that they're doing, like Just we can give it another name, yeah. like True Detective. Yeah, I think yeah. that's closer. Like the True Detective. The True Detective. Yeah, yeah. with it, because no, no one has the True Detective. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, because I mean, they're if they want to be truly detecting, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, it's not. But if problem. you're travel detectiving, mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah, that's very important. That distinction. means something. Mm-hmm. That that name has merit. So if you want to go to your local video store, pick any of these up, do that. Yeah. I was at Target Ooh. recently. They sell movies. Next to the checkout, they had a DVD copy of Zootopia for nineteen ninety nine. Oh. And then I thought to myself, what? What? How does money and movies work? What? I I I mean, 
I guess some people must buy it, right? For that price? It's just... That it just, feels like an absurd price, though. It blows my mind because... That's like, like back, you know, w- when you think of the original NES, like, games were, like, $100 or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, yeah, then eventually we figured out, like, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, and also the cost and, of production yeah, the went cost down. Of, yeah, so and I'm they weren't sure on DVD cartr- production is yeah. way cheap now. And that was also when, like, cartridges were these huge plastic things yeah. that cost money to make. Mm-hmm. And now everything's on these discs that's really cheap. Yeah. Uh... And, and it was only DVD. And like here's it was very th- clear on the cover that said it had like a sleeve that said DVD. It just makes me think like, does Target not realize that Amazon exists? Did they not? I'm pretty sure on Amazon do, you can get it for like sixteen ninety nine. Do at I least, need to, right? Do I need to call? Yeah, but on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's crazy. I need to call Joe D uh, Target. Yeah, Joe D Target. Joe D Target yeah. and say, Mister Target, sir. Not to be confused with his daughter Jody Target. No. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful naming structure they have in that family. Uh, and be like, sir, I'm going to send you to this little yeah. website called Amazon.com. Mr. DeTarget. Mr. DeTarget. Your fa- your grandfather, yeah. Mr. Targetio, yeah. did not come over here from Italy right. just so you can sell a DVD of Zootopia for 1999. Right. He had a dream for America yeah. that every American family could watch Zootopia. And that means you have to price your DVDs lower. I think Jody Target's just still upset that they changed their name. Yeah. The family name. And yeah, they're just I mean, trying to get back at American. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like they had like a real, like, it was like people were throwing, you know, things at them. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they had, what's that yeah. saying? Like, they had something on their back? What is that? Yeah. Uh, what? They had like, like a, it's round. They had like a dartboard. Like a dartboard yeah, on like their back. Yeah, like a dartboard. Yeah, they had a dartboard on their back. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come right back, we're going to be reviewing Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. My dad joined Starfleet because he believed in it. I joined on a dare. You joined to see if you could live up to him. You spent all this time trying to be your father. Now you're wondering just what it means to be you. It isn't uncommon, you know. It's easy to get lost. In the vastness of space, there's only yourself, your ship, your crew. You really want to head back out there, huh? What the hell is this? They're boarding us. Abandon ship! Oh my god. I know why you're here. Why we are all here. Our captain will come for us. Mercy will be the last thing on his mind. I am counting on it. Fear of death is illogical. Fear of death is what keeps us alive. Everyone who goes there, he kills. That's our friends out there. We can't just leave them behind. Unity is not your strength. It's a weakness. I think you're underestimating humanity. Hold on to something! Fire will! Do it! Do it! 
Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Directed by Justin Lin. Mm. Written by Simon Pegg and Doug Young. I believe it's pronounced Young, not Jung. <clears throat> I can hear I can hear Simon Pegg in this script. I want to I want to mention it now because I just mentioned the writer Doug mm-hmm. Doug Young. Um, he cameos as Sulu's husband. Oh, is that who that That's is? Who that is. Oh, and that, cool. For me, explained why that wasn't there wasn't a lot of acting there. Yeah, it was just kind of standing. Uh huh. And I was I was a little disappointed until I found out it was a cameo. Then I went, all right, I'll, I'll yeah. allow it. I'll allow. Okay. It. Uh, so the whole cast is back. Chris Pine, Zach Kinto, Carl Urban, Zoe Saldana, Simon Pegg, John Cho. Rest in peace, Anton Yelchin. Oh, yeah, geez. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then new people. Of course, we got Idris Elba as Crawl. He's Krull. a bad guy. Yep. Sophia Botella as Jayla. And she was great. We, she was we great know her Kingsman. from Kingsman. She yes. was Gazelle in Kingsman. She was fantastic. And a little trivia fact. I thought this was fake when I heard it. She's called Jayla after Jennifer Lawrence. Oh. When they were writing the film... Uh, they were inspired by Jennifer Lawrence's uh, Winter's Bone character. Oh. If you haven't seen Winter's Bone, go see that. That's a good movie. Okay. okay. Uh, but she was, they were inspired by that character, and so they jokingly called that character J-Law, and it, and it stuck. Just stuck. Then they spelled it funny, and it makes makes it a little better. Yeah, that's that's just how it works in Star Trek land. You just spell it funny. So if anyone doesn't know what the hell this is, this is the third in a rebooted Star Trek series, starting with 2009's Star Trek and then 2000, nope, it can't be 2009. Does that even make time sense? How many years between movies? It is, 2000, 20, it is 2009. Because it took till 2013 to get uh, Star Trek yeah. Wrath of Khan, but not really. Yeah, the, yeah, it's been, it was four years and then three years. Okay. They take their time with these, I guess. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. They're all in other stuff. Yeah. Chris Pine now is in Wonder Woman oh, stuff. And, and uh, yeah. Zoe Saldana was in Guardians. So right. Everyone's pretty busy. Carl Urban's going to be in, Star, in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Zachary Kinto needs to get in a Marvel film. Hurry up now, uh, boy. Idris Elba plays 15 different roles where you don't ever see his face because it's either animated or he's got prosthetics on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also Heimdall. Oh. Uh, yeah, everyone's real busy. Yeah. The trivia section on IMDb for Star Trek Beyond mentions the Marvel connections at least three times. Oh, of course. People keep wanting to add that. To oh, yeah. They keep wanting uh, to make sure you oh, know yeah. there's some hey, there's some hey, trivia going on. He's Heimdall. Yeah. He's Heimdall. Uh, not just him, but like they're like each of the villains from these three films have mm. been in Marvel films. I think, look, it, I used to say this about, uh, what, what, what series was it? Not Fast and Furious, but like the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. especially when the prequels came out. Mm-hmm. It's like the movies are big enough and have been coming out long enough mm-hmm. that you're just going to get a cross section of stars. Yeah. And now with DC and, and Marvel coming out so frequently, like we're getting what, one, two movies a year? Yeah. Like, they were getting like if, three Marvel movies next year. Yeah. And I'm ready. That's what I'm saying. My body is ready. Look, I'm not complaining at all. It sounds fantastic <laughs> to me, but I'm just saying if there's a great actor out there, mm-hmm. They're going to be in a Marvel movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is not a bad thing. Good, good for them. Uh, so, kind of the premise of this film uh, is that. I mean, how do you even describe the premise? It's like they they're they're, kinda, they're, they're, they're in their mission. They're in their five year. They're mission. just over their uh, like halfway point for the five year mission. And they've kind of hit their stride. Yeah. Kirk it's, is getting a little bored. He's getting bored. Uh, and then he gets kind of a taste of like you can go on this rescue mission mm-hmm. and it's really cool and important. And yeah. he goes, "Let's do it." Yeah, because he needs the excitement again. Yeah, and it kind of leads to the whole crew getting separated. Right. Uh, Bad news. So that's kind of. I mean, that's kind of what I want to say about at. the plot. Yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, and, and it, you know, the, the J-Law character is on that planet yep. that they crash on. 
Um, and Idris Elba is the villain, of course, that makes him crash. You know, it's yeah. like, it's all basic, you know, stuff. Uh, I think for me, so I famously don't like Star Trek Into Darkness. I don't like it. I don't like the con fake out. Mm-hmm. I don't like the 9-11 imagery. Yeah, it was a, it was a real bad series like, of decisions that went into that movie. Yeah, I don't like so much of that movie that, like, it was on TV, like, a couple of years ago. I remember passing it somewhere, mm. and I just, I couldn't even last, like, like I could go five minutes, and then I got angry. Because mm. I love, I love, love, love the crew interaction. Oh, yeah. I love it when, like, you know, Bones and Spock, Bones mm. and Kirk, Bo- you know, Bones and Sulu, Sulu and Kirk, Sulu and Spock, like, all these little interactions that they have, they have, you know, it's now come to a point where they've built a history. Even in the second film, they have, like, enough little bit of history where they can... Play off of each play other. Play off of each other. And they all have very different, you know, I- identities and where they've come from and what they do in the ship and what, you know, what they're good at. And, where and it's really fun to see them yeah. play off of each other. Yeah, and, and the way the dialogue is was written, even in Into Darkness, mm-hmm. was you could just tell these people have a history, mm-hmm. they have a repertoire, they know things about each other. And they care. They like respect they, each other. Yeah. yeah. They really do care about each other. And so... Like that's that for me is the part of any Star Trek film of these three new ones that yeah. I love. Yes, I don't have much history with the old Star Trek stuff. Yeah, I mean I watched a lot of them, but I never really. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, when this, where this film, much like Star Trek: Into Darkness, gets weak, is when things start blowing up mm-hmm. and people got to start shooting everything. Yep. It's really like, all right, I'm you know this is boring and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like it was like twenty minutes in and they had you know the ship getting attacked, mm-hmm. and I was in this film and I was just like, well. I mean, when is this going to be over? Mm-hmm. Like, it only got interesting when, like, there was a part where uh, Spock was shooting and on the communicator. And yeah. I kind of love how Spock is so... I mean, the whole point of Spock is that he doesn't have, like, strong emotions. Yeah, he he, and so, he, he holds them back as much as he like can. He's just, like, running and shooting and talking to the... Inter- and he's just... The communicator. Monotone. He's just like, yes, I have discovered who the enemy is. <laughs> yeah, as he's running and shooting, just frantically. Yeah. <laughs> but But his tone is... You know, calm. I was like, ah, yeah. See, he, he could be sitting in the that's tub, nailing it. Yeah, you know, and uh, but then the rest of it was just kind of like things exploding and people shooting. See, I, I heard this uh, thing online. Um, well, not really this exact phrase, but more of a sentiment I'm getting from a, a lot of different people talking about this film mm-hmm. is that you could take this movie, like if if they make more of them, which mm-hmm. they are, yeah, yeah, you could take this out, and it just wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is the weird like action. Hump, oh, you mean this, hump this movie. third movie? Yes. Oh wow! And if you it, like, if they made a fourth and a fifth film, uh-huh. and you just took this out, and they went from Into Darkness into the next one, and mm-hmm. you just ignored the plot of this movie, it just wouldn't matter. You know, I I want to agree. Yeah, because I don't. There's not I, a lot of I didn't character growth. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. Uh-huh. And then I realized, like, no, that's 100% correct. Because they landed on a thing, they kind of do their business, and then at the end, it's, you know, not much has changed. Not much has changed. There's, like, little things here they've, and there. They've saved what they can save. What, they've what, done what they can do. What yeah. has basically happened is at the beginning of each of the, at, at this, this movie, each of the characters are kind of tapped out or they're in a weird place or their relationship is strained mm-hmm. and this experience of this film, what happens in the plot, mm-hmm. re-energizes them and puts them back on the path that they were already going on. I want to continue this discussion in discussion. Yes, I agree. I have so many specific points that, yeah, I, I had a thought that was similar to this but not exactly mm-hmm. and I definitely want to get to that in discussion. Yeah, um, but it's it's just a weird yeah, thing I, to, to look at this film and go, they didn't need to make it. Yeah, that's, oh my God. Like, 
it just oh. doesn't need to <laughs> just, exist, which is a really whew. crappy things to say that, about it. You know, it. that actually kind of relieves my mind. Like, because yeah. I, I, at the end of this, because I'm going to just say I didn't like it. At yeah. the end, I saw it with Benson. I turned to him and I said, that sucked, huh? And he goes, no, I liked it. And I went, boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess I don't like Star Trek movies. I guess that's my problem. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it, but it is it is the continuation of the J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. uh, like interaction with the Star Trek universe that pushed it more towards Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of continuing in that path when you have a... Of an, another action director like Justin Lin come yeah. in and, and make a film. It's gonna be more action. I mean, he made some good action sequences. Yeah. I think there was that the whole motorcycle sequence was, was cool. Was really cool. Yeah. Um, there was some a little earlier. I, All I, the stuff with Jayla, I was just. Oh, she was, was great. Amazing. She could have been in a hundred more minutes of yeah. the film, and I would have. She should loved have been in the whole so film. much more. Yeah. Yeah. And if she, I mean, I I, mean, I don't want to write the film for him, but she. She's a great character. She should be in more of these films. Yeah, and and I mean, there's some cool stuff with the ship earlier on when there's like gravitation gravitational changes. But what like I had a horrible time watching this film mm. because I went to a theater that is uh, does like the most horrible thing you can do, which is turn down the projector's brightness. Oh. And I watched it in 3D. Which uh, makes it darker. Are you watching it in 3D? I watch it in 3D. Was any there of the was 3D some, great? Yeah, there were some cool effects okay. for sure. Okay. But in a lot of the scenes, I was trying to figure out what the hell was happening because uh, it was so yeah. dark. Yeah. And that's the worst. I mm-hmm. think that's what actually gave me a headache when mm-hmm. I, ha- I had a headache that day. And um, I, mean, I mean, I don't know if... I just hate how theaters do that. I'm going to say, I, I think, continuing on our earlier talk about bad CG, I think those CG creatures at the beginning of... Star Trek Beyond were bad. Yeah, those little ones. Yeah, I thought I thought they I thought were cool were initially, and then it, and then when he realized, you know, the 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 humorous turn of that scene. Yeah, it just could have been anything. Yeah, and but it like was just whatever. When it was shouting, I was like, this just looks not smooth. Right. There's something. It just looks like some like alien like from some other movie. Yeah, like like a prequel level background uh, alien. Yeah. Because the aliens in 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 um, the Force Awakens look fantastic, yeah. But but if done poorly, like they aliens were, can these look aliens real bad. Are too shiny or something, yeah. Um, and I and think it it's also, I think it's because if it's the same, uh, I think production companies are getting lazy, and you can see a two D movie and be like, oh, that's where they put some sheen on something to make it three D. Oh. Because those aliens were super 3D in that scene. Oh, man. So I think whenever something... I can tell now, looking at a 2D movie, yeah. what's supposed to be 3D because oh, yeah. it's got extra gleam on it. <laughs> you got to get that gleam. It's, it's they bad. They go down to the store, they pick up some gleam. No, it's just... That's horrible. They, they're, they're, they're changing a, two, a, a print of a film to make things look good in one area. Yeah. It's just bad. Not great. Yeah. And it also kind of does the thing that I've heard people complain about this, and I don't. I, I go back and forth depending on how it fits in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, a film, like action films, do this. Bond films, mm-hmm. the new Bond films, do this. Where there's an opening scene that seems unrelated, mm-hmm. but then a part of it is related later. Yeah. Like part of it becomes the MacGuffin mm-hmm. that everyone's chasing right. later. Oh, and as that's, soon, that's yeah. in Star Trek Beyond, and I. I didn't think it would be until mm-hmm. like they made a big deal showing Spock put that thing in the in the chamber. I was like, I mean, oh, okay. Isn't isn't Star Trek like famous for creating the phrase Chekhov's gun? Well, <laughs> right. I and thought this it was is the actual writer Chekhov. Yeah, but still, uh, like but <laughs> then we've got Chekhov's disc thing in this film. Yeah, and um, they they actually drink Chekhov's I mean, whiskey. At some, oh, oh yeah, boy. that's true. Oh the, no, it's Scotch. It scotch. The um, 
like, but the crazy thing is like, I, I remember people complaining about this with like the Bond films mm-hmm. where, uh, was it Spectre or the one or Skyfall? There's one where it starts. It's like an initial scene where yeah, they're talking about I mean, Bond it, films are famous yeah. for this, where they yeah. start with a scene that, that is the end unrelated. of the last mission. Yeah. Uh, and in the old Bond films, mm-hmm. this was unrelated. In the mm-hmm. old Bond films, it was just a smashy, like an explosiony way to start, mm-hmm. just because they just really wanted to jump in that action. Yeah, it and was then their cool form down, of in media res, and then explode up again. Yeah. But now, I mean, I think either writers are trying to be too clever, yeah. or they think they're worried about like wasting space, wasting time, and also worried. And so they're tying in the beginning yeah. part to the rest of the plot in any which way they can. Yeah, and I feel like it's also kind of a dumbing down of the script of like. Mm-hmm. Everything's important. Everything's related. Because A, audiences are dumb. I yeah. really do think that some people believe that. <laughs> and then B, if we don't wrap up everything and make everything integral to the pot, plot, then people will rip us apart on message boards and yeah. say that stuff doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like, they'll be like, why did we need that first five minutes? Yeah. It's like, because it's fun. Yeah. Because they're on a five-year mission, so they're going to do some random crap that yeah. is unrelated to the Earth-destroying, well, not Earth-destroying, but, you know, the, the life-threatening yeah. thing they go on. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, I agree. That's a whole thing. I know. We need fun parts in movies that don't matter. Yeah. Like, one of the best things about, what was it? The second Avengers movie that that most people don't really like, but mm. they have that great scene where they're all in Stark's tower, just mm. chatting, yeah, and like taking turns trying to lift the hammer, yeah. Like that's in the grand scheme of things that means nothing, yeah. But it's one of the best parts of that movie, yeah. I mean, p- some people think that it because it's it's kind of a lead into that Ultron introduction, yeah, I, know. I know. But it's like we didn't we didn't technically need that. No, we didn't. Uh, and the, and but the payoff of that scene is so good, and mm-hmm. it comes so much later, mm-hmm. and it's oh my god, everything yep. about that is so good. Right, that's that's uh, a that's a good writer. That's there. a really good, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Star Trek Beyond just doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't care. It's just like, oh, this beginning yeah. scene's going to tie in. We got a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. We got a thing that people are chasing. Yep. Uh, whatever. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know where else to go. Because uh, I like most of the cast. Yeah. I'm going to say... I think their interactions are incredible in yeah. this film. I thought... I, I do feel like Simon Pegg had a lot to do with this, where mm. all of the interactions between the cast, between different members of the crew, when they were paired off, mm. were fantastic. And I think they've really worked hard to make um, Spock and Uhura's relationship better. Yeah. Because I remember and make hating it, and it make in the it, first one. It's because then it didn't make sense. Yeah. And I feel like it's starting to here. Oh, yeah. Like and then, I can and then the see why one, they're together. And the second one, they really fought to make us hate it as well. Yeah. And I was like, why are you doing this movie? Do you want to know why? Because Spock was supposed to die. I know. It was dumb. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, the but now it's like I'm I'm getting into the groove with the characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm loving it. Yeah. And it's all it's it's subtle enough for me where and I'm like, And then there's cool action right. scenes. And then, and then you're just like, well, this is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can totally understand that. I didn't have the same reaction. I was along for the ride. I was squinting my whole way through the movie trying mm-hmm. to figure out what was happening in some scenes. Thank God the second half of the movie is in the daytime. So yeah. the first half is all in the dark uh-huh. and I couldn't see anything. Uh, but I mean, I, I had fun. But at the end of the day, I was like, Did, does this movie need to exist? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, into darkness level of like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't have that reaction. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I maybe don't see it in theater. Don't. Here's the thing. Don't see it in 3D. Yeah. Because there's too much of a chance of theaters turning down the brightness on their projectors to save money. Mm-hmm. Because you know that makes it so they don't have to replace them as often. Mm-hmm. And then when you couple that with the the darkening effect of those 3D glasses, 
it was I mean, I, I almost got up and left. If I hadn't mm. been there with someone else, mm-hmm. I would have gone out and asked for my money back. Wow. Because I, I could hardly see anything. Yeah. Like those scenes where they're fighting on the ship, where all the lights are off and everything's twisting, mm-hmm. a lot of the time I couldn't tell where people were. Yeah. No, like I could just be like, that, oh, there's lasers going first, back and forth. Yeah, fight fight in the ship. Uh, there's too much shaky cam. I, I, I hated couldn't understand the, half of what I was hated going on. the action scenes yeah. from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. There's just bad jump cuts that we've complained about many a times mm-hmm. on this show. No, and I also think they should have stayed in that uh, that port longer. Yeah. I think they could have stayed an extra 10, 15 minutes there, right. and we would have loved it. I wanted to know more. I want to know so much more. Yeah. Because it looked like the, the place that Elysium, the, Was the trying rich to be. people Elysium place, yeah. but like cooler mm-hmm. like I, and like nicer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. This really cool sphere space station mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yorktown. Yeah. I do want to say... A little bit about Idris Elba right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really care. It's just he was yeah. under so much prosthetic, it, and and he was doing a weird voice because the character yeah. needed a weird voice. So mm-hmm. you couldn't really catch much acting out of it, except yeah. you know, like here's. Uh, I I, I just here's I think I'm agreeing creeper. with you for one thing and one thing only is the beginning of the movie makes him seem tries to really make him seem interesting. Mm-hmm. And they do a good job of it. Like, mm-hmm. the beginning, you're like, man, this guy is crazy. Yeah. He comes in when everyone's busting into the ship with these, like, crazy ships that they have. Yeah. And he's just flanked by everybody, and he's this menacing presence that is almost, almost the Vader entrance in yeah. Star Wars, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And it's just got this really cool feel to it. By the end of the movie, he is just fucking nobody. Yeah. Like I'm sorry for cursing there, no, but uh, they make him the stupidest character. The explanation, by the which film. we'll get into in the discussion, is so dumb, and I, I've seen it a million times. And before. not only that, but just like it's kind of uh, baffling. Yeah, like it's just really like really. Yeah, like it's. I don't want to say anything about until discussion, except mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, I just the character. I just didn't really. It had eh. so much promise, and in then the Idris Elba. I was like. Wow, I mean, it's just they it's could the same have gotten, thing. Is they could the have gotten anybody for that role? Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's the same as they got Christopher Eccleston for Thor: The Dark World, mm-hmm. and I love Christopher Eccleston. And then he's just stuck speaking, you know, gibberish mm-hmm. uh, under ten tons of prosthetics. Yeah, in so, which case he could be anybody. Yeah, like when it comes down to the fact that someone's going to be under that much prosthetics, and they're not the type of actor that is really like use his body language in yeah. a great way. Oh yeah. Then it just it could be anyone under that mask mm-hmm. saying those lines. Just get someone who's got a cool voice. Yeah. Let Idris Elba do things in a movie when you can see it's him because he's a yeah. beautiful man. Yeah, he's got a very imp- imp- like uh, what do you call it? Empathic face. It's yeah. like you you pick up like good emotions from his face. Yeah, and you can't and see not, that under a mask. Yeah, you can't see that under and, all that crazy. And he's goop. a fantastic presence. Mm-hmm. He's when you put him on screen, he is just he eats it up. Yeah. And and so just get someone else. Yeah. You know, back in the day, they <laughs> would they would put a guy in a suit and then have someone else voice him. Yeah, a la Star Wars. Well, and, and then that used to work. The I mean, way back in the day, you had people who were specifically the monster actors because they were yeah. so good yeah. at that crazy look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we don't really have that. So. Yeah, I mean, there's so, a I couple mean, people. There's like Doug Jones. Yeah, uh, I love Doug Jones, and mm-hmm. he's so good whenever. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Like Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. or s- someone else puts him under right. a, under a mask. Thing. Yep. It's like he just he he there, brings it to life. Yeah. So I'm just and no no shade on Idris Elba. It's just like no, he's I not that kind of actor. He did the best he could under the circumstances, yeah. but it literally could have been anyone in that role mm-hmm. because of what the role is. Having seen the movie, yeah, I think we both agree on the fact that it could have been anybody. Yeah. So shame on them. Get 
give him roles in which he can shine. Uh, like the star that he is. <laughs> I don't know what else to say that isn't in discussion time. Yeah, just I mean, if you want to, if you like Star Trek, if you if you like <clears throat> the two other movies, I guess go out into the theater. Don't see it in 3D because mm-hmm. it is cool seeing some of these scenes on a big screen. You know, I'm not gonna lie. That's what these screens are made for. These big bombastic movies. Yeah. Um, but you can just wait. You don't need to go. You know, I don't think so. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a don't like it for me. You don't get those very often. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, uh, stay till the very end for our discussion. I'm Aaron Prince Staley, host of the podcast Preview, where every week I bring you a new comedy podcast that you are going to love, with highlight clips and interviews with the show's hosts. Check out the podcast Preview at BenviewNetwork.com on your favorite podcast app or live on the radio at WERA.FM. I'll see you there. All right, let's talk about <clears throat> what's coming out new in the theaters. Movies. Do you, do you have it somehow? It yep. It left me. We've got Jason Bourne, Bad Moms, Nerve, Equity, and Tallulah, which is coming out on Netflix as well. Yeah. Uh, before we get to guess the ending, let's go to some thanks, starting with... Uh, the band oh my god silent partner silent partner my brain is just really they, they did a song called sophomore makeup yeah we got that from the youtube audio library <laughs> uh, youtube.com slash audio library for that and more songs that you can use in your creative endeavors uh our logo was done by justin Kizon. he's an artist and a writer and you can see his writings at agents of guard that's agents of and he's been doing a fun little video series that you can check out on his instagram uh, you should also check out Pick Your Path. It's a choose-your-own-adventure podcast that I do with Matt Benson and David King. Uh, go check that out, benviewnetwork.com slash PYP. Uh, check out the Benview Megacast from San Diego Comic-Con. That'll be also on benviewnetwork.com. Uh, go there and find that. Uh, if Tom was here, tell you about optogab.org, his website, uh, where you can find his writings and his short stories, which you can get from Amazon and Smashwords. Uh, Jordan. I stream over at twitch.tv backslash weekly. Uh, this whole month, I've been streaming The Witcher 3, uh, spending time on that. I think my next open world game after I'm done with that will be The Fallout 4. Uh, they've been adding stuff the to Fallout that. The Fallout 4. The Fallout 4. Yeah. Uh, they've been adding stuff to that with pretty pretty surprising frequency. Juicy, some of it's just... Juicy DLC. Yeah, there's some crazy DLCs coming out for it, so it'll be interesting to go back and play that. But definitely come by this weekend from 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'll be playing The Witcher. I just made it to Skellige Island. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm moving on actually a pretty good pace. Um, I definitely got into the swing of things, mm-hmm. and that game's that game's real good, y'all. <laughs> that game's real good. So uh, come by Saturday again. That's Gamer Assault Weekly, and uh, come hang out. We have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to go to BenviewNetwork.com for all the other great podcasts on the network. Uh, go to AnyViewPodcast.com for our stuff. AnyViewPodcast at Gmail.com. On Twitter at Interview Podcast. My personal Twitter is at Podcaster Andrew. I'm at TrueValk. So now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Well. Uh, I want to do Tallulah. All right, so that means I'm going first. I will do Equity. All right, give it a give it a go. Equity, uh, directed by. Uh, Mara Menon, uh, starring Anna Gunn, James Purefoy, Sarah Megan Thomas, and Alyssa Rayner. Uh, 
Um, senior investment banker Naomi Bishop is threatened by a financial scandal and must untangle a web of corruption. Uh, so the movie starts off with um, Naomi just going to work like any other day. And uh, she's she kind of developed this way to kind of... Her work's very stressful. It's numbers, a bunch of bull crap, you know, people in suits. So she try, uh, she's trying to like make her life better so uh, and, and enjoy other things. So she, she listens to an audiobook on her way to work. She actually, uh, she actually works in New York, which I'm just going to say now and uh she she rides a bicycle to work you know like old school like uh, if you've seen premium rush kind of like that and you know she's she kind of has her head in the clouds on the way to work you know that's her escapism that she has and she comes into work and she she there's like a little workout at at, at the gym so she does you know some free weights after doing all that cardio and takes a shower and gets ready at the at the gym at work and you know that's just how her day is and Everything's good. Everything's great. She's kind of loving this new active lifestyle she's got. And then she goes in, and things are just crazy at work. Uh, people are running around. The phones are ringing off the hook. There's like a whole section of the office office that's that's shredding documents. And um, her, her boss comes in and says uh, <coughs> that um, the FBI are coming in and that they're, they need to shred everything as quickly as possible. So she thought she was just working at some norm, normal uh, investment firm, and everything's going real bad. And she, she's just kind of sitting on the sidelines, waiting to see what happens. And uh, the FBI comes in and uh, talks to her bosses, and they do something crazy. They talk to the FBI, and they point at her. And she has no idea what's happening. And the FBI come over and uh, say, Naomi Bishop, you're under arrest. And they take her out in handcuffs and she's just, she has no idea what's happening. So the rest of that movie is actually interesting. Instead of, instead of her getting away from the police, instead of uh, her uh, like going to jail, they, the FBI actually bring her in and go, look, we know you didn't do it. We had to make it look like we were pointing the finger at you so that way your bosses would relax. We know you're a good person. We've looked into the rest of your life. Uh, we know you're going to do the right thing. And if you help us out, we weren't going to let you take the fall for this, but this is all we got right now. So if you can't help us, there's nothing else we can do. So the FBI end up recruiting her and uh, getting her help. And she uses her mathematic investment skills to kind of go through. And uh, she works with some FBI hackers and they go through and, and find a bunch of the stuff that her company was hiding. And it ends up being this like kind of intrigue because they end up putting her back into the field and, and uh, following, like shadowing her bosses and stuff like that because she, she knows more about them than anybody else. Uh, and it, there's like flashbacks to her, like going to like summer retreats with them and stuff like that. So she starts breaking into their homes. Like it just, it goes all over the place. It's, it ends up being quite the thriller, but at the end of the day, she helps take him down, and, and instead of going back to working as, a, as an investment banker, she ends up being a financial advisor for the FBI. Oh. And, and her job is now this investigative thing, which mimics her active lifestyle that she had in the beginning. She really? wanted that change, and after all this excitement, she, she just loves it. Now this is what she does. That's nice. Yeah. All right, Tallulah, <clears throat> directed by Sion uh, Heater, starring Zachary Kinto, Uzo, Aduba... Ellen Page and Allison Janney. Desperate to be rid of her toddler, a dissatisfied Beverly Hills housewife hires a stranger to babysit and ends up getting much more than she bargained for. Mm. All right, so uh, 
when she's she so this is Allison Janney's the housewife of course mm. here into this baby mm-hmm. uh, and she she couldn't find a sitter before she had to go out on her busy day so she's kind of like running with this baby oh my goodness and she doesn't see hey hey I just want to say before we keep going mm. you're not supposed to run with the baby <laughs> <laughs> they're like scissors oh yeah exactly babies and scissors a yeah. lot in common yeah in fact you should keep them in the same drawer yeah and you just always hand them to someone the same direction back, yeah yeah backwards, backwards. yeah <laughs> So she's running, and we, the audience, see this, but she does not. Mm-hmm. But a woman kind of floats down on an umbrella behind what? her, and it's uh, that's Ellen Page. What? And so this she, is exciting. She's like, "Oh, hey, that's a cute baby." Like she doesn't even see that this that Ellen Page came down like this, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever." Oh, hey, do you want to watch my baby? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you like a thousand dollars. I trust just, you. Just take my baby for today. Yeah, uh, thousand, here's a thousand dollars. Yeah, I've got so baby. much to do. Whatever. And she's like, oh, okay, thanks. And so she's carrying the baby around mm-hmm. and uh, teaching the baby things. Of course. Uh, and, you know, they dance with penguins. Uh, they meet a chimney sweep. Uh, they go on a crazy adventure. Then she goes, oh, you know, let's, let's go see your mom at her work. And so mm-hmm. she's not actually working. She's just, like, getting her nails done. Of like course. This, for some reason, this yeah, Ellen Page is, yeah. is not... Uh, the not Mary Poppins character It doesn't understand what this Beverly Hills housewife is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's like, oh, hey, here's your baby. Oh, look, we're having a lot of fun. She's like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Go go take her back to my place here. And she gives her like the keys to her car. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll just get a cab. Just go. And so she goes driving and she d- gets lost. She doesn't understand directions. Oh. Uh, she eventually attaches her, her umbrella to the top of the car. And then the car then flies uh-huh. magically back to the house. Uh, and then so this baby goes on this whole adventure with this crazy woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of it, when... She, you know, the Beverly Hills housewife comes home and uh, this Ellen Page, it's like all dark in the room. Oh. And Ellen Page is standing there with the umbrella. And the woman's like, oh, uh, thanks. You can go now. Bye. And she taps the umbrella and like magic comes out of it. And and uh, she's like, no, you have been a bad mother. And so she takes the baby to Neverland. And oh. the mother doesn't have a baby. Well, she so. doesn't deserve it anyway. And at the end of the day, she's probably pretty stoked. Netflix kind of went crazy because they were like, we can steal your intellectual property and yeah. you're just going to have to deal with it. Cause they just Netflix. stole everybody's intellectual Because we have property. the streaming rights to yeah. all your movies and shows. So mm-hmm. that means we have the rights to alter them. Yeah, they took all the plot points from a yeah. bunch of different movies and put them mm-hmm. in a bag, mm-hmm. took them up and then just yeah. grabbed a bunch out. Mary Poppins, Peter yeah. Pan, Baby's Day Out, mm-hmm. uh, Nanny McPhee, mm-hmm. uh, Nanny McPhee Returns. Right. Uh, I need the sequel in there. It just doesn't make sense. So for some reason, for some reason, hook, Finding Neverland. Neverla- Finding Neverland. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's kind of neat. Yeah. It's kind of neat. And then Zachary Kinto is Spock. It's, you mm-hmm. know, it's a tie-in. Yeah. They're really trying to get that because they, they're going to do the uh, the new Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, yeah, we, they can, we can use him. Right. And he, they kind of just grabbed him right off set one I day. I mean, that's how it works. You just filmed him in front of a green screen on loan gave him crazy lines yeah he didn't know what he was Is it saying just say this stuff we're gonna make stuff happen like, around okay. you and he did yeah. it all right act scared it actually scared. looks really good yeah well you know modern technology when you when you put the proper budget into cg mm-hmm. it works out yeah so that's how that movie ends nice uh, so now we can end the guessing <laughs> uh oh, and we can call it quits for this episode so we're doing jason Bourne, right i mean i won't be here uh, bad might moms be actually look kind of funny. How, I don't know how that's gonna work. Yeah, that's we up to you to figure out, mm. and for me to to help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. 
get it done uh, but come back next week there'll be an episode for sure yeah there will reviewing something or something something's gonna happen yeah don't you worry uh but come back next week uh until then this has been episode 286 i'm andrew i'm jordan remember listeners suit dude comes up to you and says hey give me that thing that you had earlier in the movie it's a it's important i want it uh, otherwise i'm gonna kill your whole crew don't worry you can just hide it in somebody's head one of the reasons why i've always liked i know this is a apple versus android podcast mm-hmm. so i just wanted to say that uh, this one thing i've always liked about apple is that their uh their games and everything feel like it's it's a very robust store yeah stuff gets lost um because it is so huge but uh but it's usually pretty high quality and you know when stuff is not In this discussion, uh, what, what 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 were we saying that we were going to hold on to? It was you're saying this whole movie doesn't matter. Here, okay, yeah. At the end of the day, you can cut this movie yeah. out of the pantheon Here's, of Star Trek lore. I mean, the only thing it does is talk about like the birth of the Starfleet mm-hmm. because I, it, and it, it, this movie does an interesting thing by dating when this movie takes place. It's, yeah. it's it's happening a hundred years after the creation of the Starfleet, mm-hmm. or a hundred a hundred plus, like a little over a hundred, because they they took down all of the military organizations because all the wars had stopped and we entered this era of peace. Yeah. And they created the Starfleet to kind of be the 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 not even force, but the the group that kind of ushers in this new age yeah. and, and about exploration and and, and uh, you know bringing everyone together. Mm-hmm. And then that horrible thing happens. Yeah. And then a hundred years pass, mm-hmm. and we have this movie. Well, and what I think is, I do want to get to. I have. I, I don't want to forget my point, but mm-hmm. uh, what I think is very like. I'm just going to keep bringing up things where yes, yes. It, it's the same. It's the same as Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Into Darkness covered this already with the the head leader of the whatever they're called, mm-hmm. the Starfleet. Yeah, he was a guy who secretly wanted to get weapons, mm-hmm. amass weapons, and right. attack. Yeah. And we already had that in Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. That was, we had a secret bad guy yeah. who was in Starfleet mm-hmm. who wanted weapons to yeah. start a war again. And here's, and here's, so we're doing this again in this in this film. I think that's a lazy thing in writing to be like, well, everything needs to be connected. No, it doesn't. And it needs to be, there's two two sides of this coin that they keep hitting. Yeah. There's war and peace. War and peace. Uh-huh. There's soldiers want war and Starfleet wants peace. And yeah. when you have soldiers in Starfleet, that's going to screw everything up. Yeah, they're going to butt not, heads. I don't even think it's that simple. I don't yeah. even, I think it's like, it's, it's so much more complicated make it that, that simple, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, it's like, do we need to have this every movie? No, we don't. Every single movie? Yeah, and it's, it's just like, because the reveal... The, At the very end, it's horrible. I the reveal that, that reveal. Idris Elba, that crawl was is not some the crazy captain. alien, but he was the captain of one of these original Starfleets that everyone thought was a hero, mm-hmm. and then come to find out because he was a soldier mm-hmm. who, when when they stopped doing war, they mm-hmm. just promoted him to a captain of Starfleet, yeah. and he kind of went off the reservation as as just you know. Well, I mean, the way they say it is, that no one knew what happened. They thought maybe it was a wormhole because. Yeah. When he disappeared, they were nowhere near that nebula. Yeah. So they think maybe he got trapped in a wormhole, got, got Early warp drive technology, yeah, screwed him up. Yeah. yeah got, and then was stuck in the middle of this nebula and mm-hmm. crash landed on this planet, yeah. found ancient alien technology, and then used it to artificially prolong him and two other of his... No, it was like him and three other, other of his crew. Yeah. 
but, but I, most of them had died. Like the crazy thing that I didn't understand was just like, how did he get all these other followers? I think I think just the, through his power, just through. I think what force? it was is they they prolonged their lives and then f- like got the ancient technology working mm-hmm. and started going out in those ships mm-hmm. and using those ships yeah, to bring people back. Which was that was kind of neat. It I'll was give you awesome. That. Yeah. But I think that's how he got more people. Is he would bring people in mm-hmm. and then kill some off, indoctrinate others, and then use the use them to prolong him and his friends' lives. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think all of them. And then by prolonging, they take on the features of whatever. Alien, they alien or human, they absorb. So that's yeah. why he looked more alien. Him and his friend, yeah, yeah, I, meh. Like that, yeah. I was just very mad on. Yeah, because he started absorbing humans, and so he looked more human at the end. Yeah, and I was just he was like, changing whatever. every time. Yeah, and then I was so disappointed when they he turns his face and he's not fully Idris Elba. He's mm-hmm. still got some some prosthetic on. Yeah, I was like, you couldn't just finally give him blood his and be human. Back. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but okay, my uh, shoot, I keep forgetting it. Oh yeah, the whole movie doesn't matter. Okay, the to make this movie matter and they think they should have also done this in Into Darkness mm-hmm. uh, at the end of Into Darkness Kirk is dead yeah he should have been and they, they figure out how to make triple juice into life saving potion mm-hmm. which means across the world they should have life saving potion right which doesn't means that, that change everything no the one guy should that, die now yeah and which means that this guy who lives forever now by sucking life out they shouldn't be that surprised yeah like it seemed uh, three or four times during the course of the movie they said oh this whole crew is dead there, there's no chance of them yeah. being alive this is a universe that should have been in, in like in, inexorably changed yeah. by the the realization that you can have a life prolonging and 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 life life rejuvenating uh, death, or whatever death reversing yeah. juice mm-hmm. uh, should have changed this entire. But universe. I feel like at the end of because uh, from what I've read in the original uh, con movie, uh-huh. uh, I mean they kill Spock and Spock's dead. Yeah, Spock's supposed to be. And dead. in in this in that new one in Into Darkness, mm-hmm. it was Kirk, mm-hmm. and then they just bring him back right away. Yeah, which is just. I feel like they should have left so that, lazy. They should have left that hanging, yeah, so that we we would have something compelling us into this next movie, right? And and because if in it that started off way, and it never showed, yeah, James T. Kirk in any of the trailers, it just kind of showed the crew trying to figure well, everything even if, out. Even if you knew that he was coming back, just the kind of intrigue of yeah. how are they going to handle? Yeah, that? how does that work? Yeah. Uh, imagine if. James T. Kirk was not in this movie at all. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I know. Yeah, Spock was the captain. Yeah. And at the end of this film, they used this some form of this technology yeah. to bring him back to life. Yep. And at the end of this movie, they bring him back. Mm-hmm. That would have been incredible. Yeah. Well, and even more than that, like at the end of this film, mm-hmm. it literally ends with all the crew looking up at the stars saying, we're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. If it, if it would have ended not with a party, yeah. but with just like Kirk is still considering taking, like Kirk does take that. What, what if he yeah. took that role of being in charge the of Vice Jamestown or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yorktown. Yorktown. I'm thinking because it's... The game. N- well, not just the game, but that's literal American yeah. history. Right, so when yeah, we landed, yeah. there was Yorktown and Jamestown. Mm-hmm. And, yep, and yep, yep. It, they're mimicking that, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love that part of it. Right. But then the rest of it sucks. Like, <laughs> it, like he should have taken that position. Yeah. Spock should have said, uh, Uhura, let's go. Let's make a little Spock. I yeah. mean, like every character should have, at the end of this movie, said, yes, we're on. There was landed. no progression. There in was, fact, there was a regression. Because yeah. everyone was moving in a direction. Mm-hmm. And then they went back and now they're just going. The only person who progresses... Is Jayla? Mm-hmm. She comes from this planet. She le- crash lands on that planet. We find when out her she history. Was a kid. She lost her family. She fought to survive. Mm-hmm. She gets off the planet. They give her the opportunity to join Starfleet. She loves it. She's a great character. Mm-hmm. She's the star. I mean, if, if, yeah. it's crazy to me because if you remove James T. Kirk, yeah, she's a much bigger role. Yeah. 
Spock so much, or like everyone else. Because I mean, that would just imagine her and Spock. Because mm-hmm. J Law then becomes the Kirk ancillary. Yeah, the brash, mm-hmm. aggressive. Mm-hmm. Headstrong, jumping into but also things. like ingenious. Yes, she hid that but ship. Super smart. She had the the tripwires. Yes. you know. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I I feel like if 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 it had ended with more more at stake, actual yeah yeah, it would have propelled us into that next movie. And if this with, movie with had intrigue, just just been interest. about yeah, because that also makes it way more interesting. Because we talked about like at the beginning of the movies, always start with a side story. Uh-huh. You have you could start the if this it ended movie it with everyone separate. You yeah. could start the next one with how do they all get back together? Right. And like that's what, what I'm saying. What makes them all is, draw back? Is you in Into Darkness with mm-hmm. him still dead. Yeah. And this movie becomes, well, this is a side story, but we happen to find the way to bring him back to yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. That would make this movie yeah. way more But instead, every, way more every movie is very contained. Yes. Every movie, and that's why you're saying this movie can be just be lifted up. Almost completely. And then, whoop, yeah. the gap is filled and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's just very disappointing. I don't even know how they make this important in the Pantheon. Yeah. Like what happens in, what happens in, the next movie that makes this important only if they bring back J Law. It's only that's the thing. That's it, and that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't. It shouldn't. And she be that. shouldn't come back because she's supposed to be at Yorktown training, and they go off and do their and own she thing. Join the crew. Come but on. that's what I'm saying is, if you look Let at the, the crew, of the way things would logically happen, she mm-hmm. shouldn't be in the next. Film. Well, and then also, I mean, we have so many other little troubles. I was reading today about how the only people who signed on a contract for the next film is actually um, Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto. Wow. So, you know, the whole rest of the crew could possibly not come back. And we have the very, you know, sad fact that Anton Yelchin has Will not be on. there, right. So there's, I mean, unless, I mean, I, I believe I'd read that they said we're not going to put him in the fourth one. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have his character in the fourth one. They're not going to Paul Walker it. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, I mean, I assume they'll either just say he's off doing something else mm-hmm. or it just won't even be addressed. But I was very curious because they did address mm-hmm. the death of Ambassador Spock. Right. The old Spock. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made that kind of a big point, which was yeah. neat. Uh, the way that it affected because it uh, really our it was it was the impetus for him thinking that he should change where he should be. Yeah, and and um, yet it affected nothing. Yeah, I mean they could just they could have uh, Chekhov just be like head of communication at Yorktown or something like yeah. that, and you know what I mean. He ends up being the head guy. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. It's just sad. Yeah, this movie was so nothing. At the end of the day, it just didn't need to exist, yeah. which is crazy. I also kind of don't understand how the song blew up ships. Because it was the proper... All right, so what happened was... I understood was, that perhaps they were, talking about, they were crashing. No, 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 no. But listen, they literally were just blowing up. This is... I'm going to tell you why. Okay. It's because uh, the way the swarm all spoke to each other was on a radio frequency. Yeah, yeah. Like a very... That's why they were all close So I thought together. they were just going to scramble their frequency and then they'd get lost. Yeah, but so what What that would do, though, is it, it would overload overload their, their computer systems and make their... So, it, so were Spock and Bones just like... They escaped. They got run, out they of... They were like, we got to get out of here. They got out of the okay. swarm before the... Enterprise got close. All right, because then because then they switched on the actual Yorktown James Yorktown. Yeah, I keep I can't remember I know. the name of it. Yorktown put it they, on their speakers. They put it on their speakers, and that was a cool moment yeah. where everything just lit up from yeah. everything exploding. That mm-hmm. was cool. I mean, that was that was a cool scene. Just the waves of mm-hmm. of enemies and and it looked cool. But that reveal, yeah, that re- that Eater Selber so reveal dumb. was. I rolled my eyes. Yeah, I've seen it. I've under- seen it before. I couldn't understand how that made it into the movie. And it's just, it's just lazy and and cliche at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the bad guy used to be a good guy. Yeah. Like, 
probably just so sim- and, and that's so and, similar to the con reveal and, and except it's the opposite yeah and instead of instead of like oh this guy that we think has a normal name mm-hmm. is a guy with a weird name yeah here's a guy with a weird name has a normal name right and it's just i mean it's super lazy writing because at the end of the day everyone thinks they're like everyone is the hero of their story yeah in 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 creative endeavors and movies and books like very rarely only when the writer is lazy do they make a truly evil character yeah like he i mean i don't understand i mean i guess he thought he was the hero by starting another war he would make more that's the other thing is is it didn't make sense yeah the only his his motivation he said was uh the reason why him and his crew survived is because through strife and and like going through bad times mm-hmm. it made them stronger mm-hmm. and if without strife without war making humanity stronger they'd just be Is lazy this a weird and weak. On millennials <laughs> maybe does simon Pegg not like millennials or maybe 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 crawls a trump ancillary oh or like the mind frame of a of a trump supporter mm-hmm. i mean i've heard that like it's i don't know there's there's i just also feel like crawl was a very bad yeah, like Kroll the Conqueror. Yeah, there's like a lot it's of, just like, there's it sounds too similar like to that. Yeah, yeah, Kroll, there's just Kroll too many things. Yeah, and then also like the K sound with Khan and then mm-hmm. Kroll. Yep, lazy. I can't remember who was the first guy, but it was probably uh, uh, Kiko. So <laughs> Kiki? they just got to keep that K sound. Kiki's Magic School Bus. Kiki the Romulan. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a Romulan. It was. Uh, it was what's his name? The first Hulk. Because I thought. Um, I thought because uh, Crawl was Kirk, he, well, James yeah. D. Kirk. Uh-huh. Man, the, what is up with them in K names? Is Crawl wasn't a Klingon, right? Am I crazy? No, he wasn't. Yeah, I thought Klingons were going to be in this. Oh, Nero they, was the bad guy in oh, the first. Oh, sure. Point. We got to hit some Roman stuff. How are they going to bring back Kirk's dad? Wormhole. <laughs> George, we Kirk? saw him die on the ship. I thought they were going to hint at it in this film because he came up in early on. Mm-hmm. There was that early scene where... Yeah, where they're talking about him again. Bones, Bones was talking about you him. Know, I was you, like, oh. You're going to call your mom? Yeah. I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But but now they didn't they didn't really do much mm-hmm. there. I mean, nope. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's... Uh, There's problems. I think that that's really brought it down for both of us. Yeah. Was these, these type of issues. I don't know. It's like, what... Like the the writing, yeah. uh, outside of dialogue was just dumb. Yeah. Like the d- decisions that were made, the, I was, the stuff I on mean, here, the dialogue in between characters, fantastic. I was trying to, I was debating in my brain whether or not it made sense or was incredibly stupid that the that Yorktown was built next to a nebula, nebula of yeah. like, yeah, we don't know what's on the other side of this, but let's build I mean, a, let's build a of, premier space town. But here. it also kind of makes sense too because it's like the edge of the known well, universe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm, like let's I'm, put a close outpost so we thinking, can go into it. I keep thinking that's, and they're making that's cool. a ship that can go through it. And then it's like, oh, but this also must have cost a lot and there's like so many people here and it and would there's be like so hardly any defense. That's dangerous. Also what kind of upset me is they didn't have a fleet to protect themselves. No, they just had like a shield. They didn't. Yeah, but not And really. some laser cannons. Yeah. Like at well, the no, end the, of the day the, they, the swarm didn't get into the shield. They were trying. But at the but if that's all you got, like, yeah, you you don't defend your giant space habitat with millions and millions of lives on it. That those are your defenses. Mm-hmm. Not everyone in the universe likes you. They didn't know Crawl was there. I guess Klingons don't exist. It's just, uh, I they were they were bad the decisions. One. I know, but the, I'm just saying bad and decisions. It was like kind of cool. I agree. I just mean at the end of the day, 
you don't build something like that and leave yeah. it with that little of defense. Yeah. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I think we're done talking about it. I, yeah. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.